Six years later, we still remember. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. My name is Tom, and our apologies. We're a little late today, and um, I'm in the studio with my good friends, as always, starting with the first one to my right. It's me. Good to be with you guys. It's Chris. And... Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. And welcome you all to The Dish. So uh, we're all here in studio except for Trish. Uh, Trish had one hell of a gala um, this past Wednesday. She's been recovering nonetheless. And nonetheless, where did that come from? Um, I let it slide. And so, you know, uh, I think we're all recovering from this weekend. <laughs> Still. It's been tough. It's been tough. Um, but nonetheless, she had a really good gala um, and she wanted me to announce that after 84 years, she got laid. That a it girl. is no that longer a 84 years. It's not, now it's just, you know, start the timer, <laughs> reboot that calendar. So, um, yeah, and, and so we're excited for her, you know, when she comes in next week and she sits in that chair, you know, she might have a little glow to her. So uh, feel happy for her. Make sure you compliment her on that glow because <laughs> it's um, it's going to be something. I feel like we need some fairy dust for her right now. Right. Fairy dust, fairy That's dust, probably fairy what dust. happens like right when he's done. Like that noise just <laughs> that happens. And the guy's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it comes out of his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> With a little bit of, uh, you know, what do you, what do you call that? Um, uh, dust. Yeah. Dust. I mean, fairy definitely. Dust, yeah. Fairy dust. <laughs> and that's what I think is going to happen. Um, and no one is going to, you know. Tell me otherwise. It, it spits glitter. Good for you. That's Good right. Exactly. And well I, th- I think that um, unicorns and rainbows and all this other stuff, you know, uh, ends up happening, uh, which I think is pretty cool. I, I think, you know, uh, everyone deserves. I'm trying to get you to the whole frame here. So we have um, difficulties today. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, you know what it is. So um, w- we use Mevo cameras. Um, not that I want to plug the company, but we do to live stream our shows. And so I'm trying their multi cam app. So it's not the, the one camera. We're using two cameras today and we're toggling back and forth from one to the other. And, um, and so it's the first time that I'm using the multi cam app uh, on the show um and navigating it while we're having conversations and you know it's kind of hard because you know i have to run this mixer that's what he said this i know it's always kind of hard right it's fabulous (laughs) um but no you know it it gets a little complex and i try to do the best in engaging with all of you um talking and also maneuvering you know changes of cameras and things like that so remember when this happened at a dining room table 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like how far we have evolved. Now we have two cameras now. Yeah. <laughs> like we yeah. have moved a big way from the beginning of Gate Dog. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'll add a third or a fourth because this this multicam <laughs> app. Um, you know, you she know, can't help herself. I can't oh, yeah. help myself. Oh, so. And then you can do some cool graphics. Like, you know, you can, for example, <laughs> put, um, you know, visit GayTalk20.com on the bottom. So there's like a 10 second delay. So you won't see it until... Right about now. Oh, look See? at that. That is and, pretty cool. And your timing was spot on. Right. Too. <laughs> and then you take this off and then you put the other one on and then you'll see our logo come up on the top. Right. Uh, right around now. Oh, she dropped the gun. There she there goes. There she is. So you can, you can do a whole bunch of little things and you can That's do, cool. you know, like you can prep, for example, if you had gas, you can create lower thirds, which is what this visit gaytalk20.com uh, graphic is it's it's called the lower third and so you can put people's names for example cool. if someone's calling yep. you can say you know on the phone blah 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 um or you know you, you just do a whole bunch of things or we can put back you know the all the names of the victims for club pulse uh which we're about to talk about in in a hot minute um but first before we do that we're going to you know get into some of the things that we've been doing with ourselves um you know it's been a while since you've been in studio um school i can imagine uh was quite hectic and it's about to get even more hectic so how are you chris i am good um still i i didn't i don't really get a full summer i am doing a project like i'd mentioned before so that started so that's pretty much like my nine to five uh, for the Monday through Friday, so I'll be staying busy. Um, I'm just trying to work. I only work like two or three nights at the bar right now. Um, school's, you know, full time, but I'm staying busy. Um, just pretty much cooking on all my free time, and we're really into paddleboarding. I've been going out a lot now. Oh boy! I paddleboarded like twice. I'm like really in shape now, guys. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun though. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. I probably used the paddle to push my way out and try to bring myself back with one push. That's it. It's hard to it's be able hard. to stand up. Like, I mean, I've been practicing, but it's. And the last time we went, it was wicked freaking windy. So, Steven. It's even harder. Yeah, yeah. I went down. Steven's standing on the paddleboard and he has the, like, the oar shoves it into the water and it's just holding him still as the wind pushes against him. He's like, you shall not pass. It was so funny. So, so basically what I'm hearing is that you guys are going whitewater rafting and you're going to invite us soon. Uh, it's not quite that. (laughs) So, so do you go on the Farmington river? So we've been going on. Yeah. The Farmington river into where it goes into rainbow reservoir. So, um, you don't, I don't really take it anywhere that there'd be rapids. I mean, I'm standing, so it's, Really, we do it on, but I do want to. We do want to try it on the ocean, so we're getting our practice in. But it is tubing season, and we do need to do that. Go out on the Farmington. So our spot's like a four-hour-long tube ride. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. I, I've I've done the one up in PA. I went uh, last year with my wife and her family, and they're mm-hmm. actually there's texts going on right now as we speak of more people. So it started with like eight of us, and mm-hmm. it's up to thirty-two people that are going. Oh, cool. Out. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's going to be a crazy day. I'm sure. If you, and when it happens. Is this whitewater rafting? You're yeah. just like, okay, yeah. 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 And the, you bring your own drinks and they bring water guns and water balloons. And as we're going down the, the river, we're fighting with each with each other. So it's going to be. It's going to be gonna, something. It's going to be an all out war. It's like 32 people going. 
I've been tubing before. I can't say that I've been white water rafting. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I tend not to do things that put my life in danger. Yep. And even tubing, though, when you go down the Farmington River, I think we, we always go out of this business or this place called Satan's Kingdom. Yeah. And they've got three little rapids. Um, the first one is not too bad. That second one is like you're dodging like big boulders and sometimes people flip over. Mm. Um, I flipped over a couple of times and then, of course, you know, I'm panicking and I'm aiming and gunning for the shore because I don't want to drown. Do you know how to swim, though? I do. I don't. I do. I'm buoyant. I can't. I mean, I'm fat. I, I have to. You yeah. can't swim and you nah, go out there? Yeah. I got my limits, though. <laughs> See, the, limits. the one we do, it's there are no rapids. It's lazy river. Okay. tubing like we have our cooler on a tube attached to us and it literally t- it's from one car to the other car it's a five minute drive but to do that on the water it's about three and a half four hours yeah the, right. it's, it's fantastic it's basically where we yeah in pa where we go it's, it's the delaware river gap up that way yep yep so and it's it's common in some areas but there's some areas that you have some rocks and, mm-hmm. and some drops and i fell overboard twice of course you did you know, to, that's when I jacked up my finger trying to get on the boat. My finger got caught in the oil ring. Ooh, that sounds it's, painful. It's been over a year. still hurts. I can imagine. So I can imagine. So it, that, that finger's a little numb. So if I use it, it can be dangerous. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Well, Mr. Chris, it's good to have you back in, this, in the chair. I'm not sure that we'll have you back for a little bit, but, you know. Yeah, it's a matter of we'll, just... We'll take them when we get them. We're at the mercy of school oh, yeah. at this point. So, you know, it is hey, what it, it is. I said I was going to get here today. I made sure that I had everything else done so I can come because it is fun. She did. She did. No, she did good. She did good by us. And, you know, we love her. And uh, I'm glad she's here. So, Jay, how are you? I'm doing great. Doing great? Better now. Doing great. You yeah. look colorful. Very colorful. Yeah, um, bluish with palm trees. Trying to and, bring the sun in. <laughs> yeah. How was your weekend? Good and crazy. Yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> Some days it's just that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had I had one of those, uh, you know, very... Yeah. I, we should talk about yours. I think yours is more interesting. Oh, than it was intense. So <laughs> it started off with me arriving Friday from work. And, you know, now that I'm going back into the office, I get home and my friend Jack says to me, you know, I'm going to come over and, you know, we'll hang out in the yard or whatever. And I said, well, let me take a nap first. So I took a nap. She got here. She sat in my yard, took down my um, don't piss off the fairy sign and she regilded it in gold. While I was sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> and then she texts me a picture and says, okay, I'm going home. I just, you know, I didn't want to bother you. So I just let you sleep. And, and then that was Friday. And I'm like, oh my God. And, you know, I woke up immediately. I went outside. We hung out maybe for about another 30 minutes before she went home. Um, and then, you know, it was just me and the boys, me and my babies. And then Saturday I get up, I make coffee. Um, I feed the dogs. It's about 1045. I go outside, I sit there, I open up my phone, light up my cigarette, take my sip of coffee, the dogs are in the yard, and I get lost in the sauce in one of my reels, right? And these Facebook reels, they're dangerous. You're completely oblivious to what's going on around you. And then I notice one of my dogs are missing, and it's Oliver. And it's not the first time he's done it. And he disappears, and he was missing for six hours. And I was distressed. Liz, I told you. I was crying. I had three panic attacks. I had about eight cars 
throughout all of my neighborhoods around here looking for my baby. I had the West Haven Animal Control. Um, oh my God. For my baby. I posted it on all the missing pets websites that you can think of on Facebook. And uh, he was spotted. Um, I got a call that he was spotted in the marsh, which is not too far from my house, like four blocks over. In the marsh between both cities of Milford and West Haven. And when I say marsh, I mean a very like high, tall grass, water, na- you know, channels and mud it's everywhere. Quicksand and, and, and it's a death trap. Yeah. And so they spotted him and I'm giving everybody my phone number. I'm creeping into people's yards and this lady was cooking in her backyard on her grill and I said to her, I, I walked in on her and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to freak you out. I don't mean to, you know, um, look like crazy, but I'm looking for my baby dog. And someone said he's in the marsh. And I noticed that your yard is the only one that doesn't have a fence that connects to the marsh. May I go to the edge and yell his name to see if I can find him? And she goes, sure. And, you know, she let me in. I walk over. I'm yelling, Oliver, Oliver, baby, you want a cookie? Are you hungry? All of the things that really get him all crazy. <laughs> and I was a hot mess. I was a hot mess. Crying, hyperventilating. I had like two panic attacks. And I didn't find him. And then I, I kept driving around. And I gave this woman, who I intruded in her backyard while she was grilling, my phone number and I said if you hear anything call me and I had already spoken to a woman two house two doors down who was in front of her house with her dog and she says if I see him I'll make sure you know to call the animal control West West Haven animal control so she sees my dog in her yard came in from the marsh into her yard she immediately tells the neighbor who I creeped into her yard while she was like barbecuing And she calls me and says, your dog is in my neighbor's yard. She just seen him. And when I got there, she says she tried to get him, but he ran right back into the marsh. And I'm like, oh, my God, this dog is going to be the death of me. And six hours later, I I yell his name and his ears and head pops out of the marsh in in the tall grass. And there he is. And I'm like, baby, you want a cookie? And he runs over, he jumps through mud, he jumps in the water, he's swimming across. I mean, he he had a little adventure there. He that did one. have an adventure. And then um, when he finally got to where I was, I just picked him up and I was covered in mud. And I was like, I don't care. That's my baby. And I brought him home and I hosed him down outside. He was black. Oh, from that picture? <laughs> that was yeah. the picture. Black. When I tell you, like, covered in what looked like tar. So have you ever, like gone to the ocean when the tide goes down and it smells like yeah, low tide boggy yeah it, it almost smells like something decomposed and it, it has like an oil like smell that's what he smelled like all over his body and i had to shampoo him like nine times and this dog is looking at me like what is your problem you're gonna scrape my fucking fur off right and this is saturday right this is saturday saturday had to be a day for dogs because our dogs Stephen calls me he's like i don't know what happened to max he's crying he's screaming he he won't put his paw down i'm like was he playing by the way he's been playing with bees and i told him like last monday i'm like max you're gonna get stung sure enough he had a little bee sting in his paw Uh so he got that out and he's like he was we keep him on a leash but bubba we let run free he rolled out of his little bed that he had with us and he was limping around i'm like oh it's okay then he books it 
Oh, hooks Lord. it into one, one of the neighbor's yards, and then Bubba's chasing him and trying to, like, bring him back over. They both sprint across the street. I live on a very busy road. I've seen your road. Yeah. This is, like, the same road where you, like, forgot to, like, um, mow your mow lawn. Your lawn. <laughs> yeah. And the lady said something. That you forgot a spot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, wait, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> they run across, and they're in the neighbor uh, across the street's backyard. Same thing. I'm, like, creeping through their yard. I'm like, oh, where's my dogs? I finally get Max, and we're, I'm holding Max and walking back, and Bubba sprints toward, toward, the, toward our house and is about to run in the road, and there's a car coming, but I'm nowhere near him. I couldn't. There's nothing. I closed my eyes. Because I didn't want to see it. The car slammed on the brakes. And then I just looking. Bubba was just looking at me. He stopped. But he almost gave me a freaking oh, heart attack, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, All, everyone's dogs are okay. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> needless to say, Oliver's safe. He's been very, very attached to me over the past, um, you know, 24, 48 hours. He hasn't moved. Um, he's been very... Um, he had an adventure and I don't think that's something that he wants to go through again, but nonetheless, I bought something and I, I'm going to tell all of you pet owners, get it if you can, because if this ever happens to you, you know where your dog is. Apple sells these things called air tags and they make doggy collars that where the air tag fits into the doggy collar or the harness or whatever it is. And you link it to your phone. And you name it. So I have one for Fitz, one for Oliver, and you pop it into their collar. And whenever they disappear, you can see pinpoint on a map where they're at. What's this called? It's called air tags. And it is never going to happen to me again. If that my dog gets loose, I know exactly where he is and I know where to go get him. They're like the size of a half dollar coin. No, I'm the size these. of a quarter. Yeah, yeah I see yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, small. I'm getting these. Yeah, they're they're like, really good. They're like the size of a quarter, and then you can go on Amazon and you can get the collars. They make different types uh, where you can slide them in, yep. and then you'll always know where your dog is. And they make noise, so you can, yeah, you can push a button and then. So you can- here or there yeah, yeah. so um i've been because yeah, the tags you can use you can use to to have put them on your keys people that misplace keys that's normally what they were originally right. made for but you they're really good really good tags good to know yeah so know. like i can come here for example people discover me um items so here's my puppies right they're both home. It says um, they're home now. So I'm going to click on Oliver and I'm going to play a sound. Hopefully you can listen. It freaks him. The I fuck bet out. he's probably freaking out. Right he now. starts spinning like, where is that noise coming from? Um, but nonetheless, I know where my baby's at. Get it. It's 29 bucks for one. You can get a pack of four for $99. Um, for the peace of mind of knowing where your dog is. It, it is well worth mm-hmm. worth the effort, yep. and you know I'm not here promoting Apple products, although I'm an Apple boy. But get some AirTags. <laughs> they, they work very similar yeah. to like Tile, you know the the yeah. company Tile. Yep. Um, but oh my god, I I don't, I, I don't know. I I'm, I I'm like st- like stuttering right now because <laughs> that's how crazy and emotional I was throughout the whole day Saturday. It was I'm sure. six hours. I. Right. I've I've been unfortunately we've we've lost the dog like like that he, she ran out well I I still say she was taken um, and we were living in West Haven back then uh, right. by the beach and she was a a red miniature Dobie 
which are which is a very like a copper color so it's very rare and fully grown she was like under three pounds wow she was tiny yeah so she's a little baby yeah so so easy to walk away with you know and she didn't put up much of a fight so i was i spent three and a half days looking for i mean i the vets offices i i called anywhere i could think of calling even police department and Nothing. Yeah, I called the animal control, yeah. you name it. I posted. And, he, and she was chipped as well. Yeah. But well, th- see, that's the chip the thing. That's microchipping is good for some things, but. But here's the thing with the microchipping. So both my dogs are microchipped. But in order for that to be effective, they have to bring your dog to, to a either a vet or a hospital where that chip can be read, right? Um, so if someone is not being truthful and they pick up your dog and they're like, I like this dog, I'm going to keep it, the chances of it getting scanned. And someone knowing who the true owner is, is slim to none. They can take off, you know, a collar or whatever. And then, then it's their dog until someone scans that chip. So, so while it is good and we recommend, at least I do get your dogs microchipped because if they're found by authorities, they can get him back home or get them back home safely. But it's not get yourself a freaking air tag. Trust me. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, after a lot of drinks, I'm recovered. I hold my baby tight every time I see him. And every time he comes near me, I just grab him and squeeze him like Elmer Fudd does Bugs Bunny or something like that. Yeah, it's just or no Elvira. Elvira. Elmira. It's not Elvira. It's Elmira. It's, it's she squeezes yeah. her all her. Is it Peppa Le Pew? <laughs> Peppa Le Pew's one. Yeah. That she squeezes. Peppa Le Pew always, he's always uh, sexually harassing the cat. Right. Oh, yeah. Lord. But she's always squeezing something. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. No, I'm talking about um, Elmira. Elmira, who? The little character. She's the little girl. She's like, oh, and oh, she's always squeezing. You know what? I, you know who I remember when it comes to cartoons with this, um, what is it? Um, Marvin the, uh, the Martian? Marvin the Martian. The, mm-hmm. the big hairy. Big hairy guy uh, oh, with, with yeah. uh, what was his name? I don't um, remember. George. George, when he sees Bugs Bunny, I'm going to name you George. I'm going to hug you and squeeze you. That's what I remember when, when that, we talk cartoons. Is that what you tell all your boyfriends? Sometimes. I'm going to name you George I'm and gonna, I'm going to hug you and squeeze you. And I'm going to love you and I'm going to comb your hair. I know. I'm telling you. All right. Well. I know. You, you can't find where what else to do to pamper those dogs right now. So spoiling them rotten that's why they're all over you you've you've been babying them since you found them Mm -hmm. (laughs) you've got that right those are my babies absolutely all right well that behind us i'm glad i'm glad that's behind us and i'm glad ollie's safe i'm glad your babies are safe get them air tags yes definitely so now oh presents yes uh last week we received a, a nice little gift box from mama kim and Nick, myself, and Jay all got to open our little frames, which gives us a hint of who we identify with in the animal kingdom. I'm a seal. Uh, I'm a I'm a an otter. He's a bear, and Nick is um, a seal. Uh, a seal. Um, I don't know something. That's cute. Yeah. And she also sent one for Chris, but Chris wasn't in studio last week, so we're going to allow Chris to open. I'm his. actually nervous. Yeah. <laughs> We're all saying Sasquatch, but we don't know yet. Yeti is Sasquatch, but we don't know yet. Mama Kim, you are amazing. If, if you get a, a rainbow 
Yeti, that's going to be... I love the Pete Buttigieg bobblehead, too. <laughs> that's so great. Mama Kim, you are amazing. All she right. is. That she is. So, da-da-da-da. Hold on, hold on. Let me give him some love. Which one is your button? Uh, no, that's not it. There we go. Love it. All right. Let's take a look. Such a nice job wrapping it. It's on camera. I didn't want to like open it like a beast. Oh, we did. We did. I know I did. I was like, oh. It's Captain Moose Knuckle. <laughs> oh dear. I love it. I think it's a moose. Canadian moose. I love it. See, oh, you're, you're love love Canada. Thanks, that's Mama the way Kim. I see it. That's awesome. Oh my God. That's, that's awesome. So Are he an el- is that an elk? It's, it's supposed it's to be like a moose. like an antelope. Yeah. <laughs> it's something with antlers. It's like it is. I love it. We call you Mo- Ca- Captain right. Moose Knuckle. Moose are my favorite animal, but I will often say that any hooved antlered animal are collectively my favorite. We're having an issue with that, yet Nyx was the one who supposedly had the hardest silhouette. (laughs) I I mean, her silhouette is ever-evolving at this point. I love it. I will tell you, um, going a little bit back to Gala, he looked fabulous in that suit. And his sister, Lord have mercy, that woman was fire on that red carpet. She looked 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 amazing. Um, and I saw, I saw both Nick and, and Amanda yesterday. They were at the bar. Uh, Nick was off, but you know, they were hanging out. We had a shot and whatever. And I worked, um, but wow. 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 That woman, I was like, am I st- going straight? What the hell is going on here? <laughs> she, no, she is very good looking though. Was it, was it a wedding? No, it was Gala. Oh, oh gala. She, this was also the Gala. Okay. Yeah. She, she went, she to, went to Gala with, with, uh, with the Nick person. and his parents were yeah. up here. So they went as well. I saw the picture of him and with they, her, and Not they were her. able to actually oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. come and um, and meet that baby dress. Dami. That dress she had was woof, yeah, fire. the dress was fire. She she pulled that that whole outfit together. They look really nice. They did. Look at that. Oh wow! Yeah, the picture that you guys shared is just of Nick. It's yeah, the same I, I, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I had yeah. cropped that out. <laughs> For the jokes, for the jokes, <laughs> for the jokes, <laughs> for the jokes. <laughs> no, but but he looked he looked very sharp, but she looked incredibly well, they, yeah. beautiful. That was nice. So they were probably arguing who Good who got that. to actually wear the gown. <laughs> yeah. um, probably, <laughs> and, and she won. She won. She's a, she's. I'm not gonna fuck with her. I'll just tell you that much. All right. So um, before we go to break, I want to talk a little bit about Pulse. Uh, it's been six years, and. Excuse me. Um, I don't think there's ever an episode that has gone by uh, in where when we're having conversations surrounding um, our freedoms, who we are as people, being able to be ourselves, being able to celebrate pride, being able to do all of the amazing things that we get to do because we live in the U.S. That I don't think about these 49 individuals that we lost at Club Pulse. And um, I still remember like if were yesterday where I was when this this massacre happened and it's very sad because you know you think about these bars and the people that frequent them as them going to their safe space right and being able to forget about the stuff that's happening in the world and sometimes you know people not being accepted in home or 
or having issues with friends or whatever the case may be. And you find yourself going to these places. For us, a lot of our local bars are, are treasures to us to get away, to get away from all that stuff. And then suddenly you find yourself in the midst of a major shooting event that takes the lives of 49 individuals that we will no longer see um, again. And um, I was, it was Saturday. I remember it was June 12th. It was a Saturday in 2016. And I was behind the bar at partners as a bartender, knowing what had happened, a, a sense of fear and a sense of security be, being taken away, knowing that anyone can walk in through that door, whether it's at partners or at the time, I believe you were working at York, York street. Yeah. You had worked in, in, in capacity of bartending at partners as well and in other spaces. So I wanted to, to sort of kind of, you know, honor them by talking a little bit about this um, because the six year anniversary was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, again, I was behind the bar and I remember feeling that, you know, um, things will change going forward. Things will never be the same. And I remember uh, then as I do now that anytime I walk into that space and I'm in a bar, as soon as the door opens, my eyes immediately fixate towards the door. And I do that instinctively now because of what happened at Pulse. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that incident not only affected those that were a part of it and the victims and those that survived, but a lot of people in our community. And I wanted to talk about, for example, what was the impact for you, Chris? Well, pretty much the same thing. It was scary knowing that really anyone could walk right into the bar. I remember the police were going to bars asking if they wanted... um, squad cars to be parked outside at uh, late night hours, um, which a lot of us didn't want. Right. People didn't want um, to have this one individual, like change our sense of security. Of course, it's something that we think about, but we wanted to just kind of keep living on. Um, but it is, I, I agree in the same way, whenever I'm at the bar and I working, I hear the door open, I look immediately. So right. it is kind of something that has stuck with us and um, since that tragedy. What about you, Jay? Well, when it occurred and after and after the fact, I mean, at, at that point, I was working the door at, yeah. at the other bar. And um, so technically, I was there. So for me, anything that was going to occur was going to come in through me. Right. Um, I guess part part of part of the uh, violence, it, I mean, it's 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 uncalled for beyond, other, you know, beyond other words you can use for it. Right. Um, the sense of security I had is that I'm a licensed concealed carrier. Mm. So I knew that, you know, should something happen, I wasn't just going to be a bystander. Right. All right. So being that you work in these clubs, you also have to be aware of the laws and what you're allowed to do and not to do. Of course, I wouldn't carry while I was working in the bar, but it would be outside in my vehicle. Right. Secured. So I knew that at least if something was to go down, you know, it'll either come in through through the front door where I'm at or it'll pop off inside the bar and then you figure it out from there. But, I mean, there's always that sense of, of, you know, that uncomfortableness when you see a new face coming in because you get used to your regulars. 
you right. know you you already know your regulars and who's so once you see that new face that you haven't seen before especially if they come in alone they may be looking for and that's the other thing it's a double-sided sword right. this person might be coming in for some you know feeling secure and some right you don't know who the hell they are so right. you're standoffish and they so you it, it kind of puts you a little bit off and then you might have that person that's looking for that place that they that they need to connect with people and it's not available so it's it's it affects us either way right you know so it's kind of tough to say how you know how can you react because you can always say i i you know i can i'm thinking i could do this right but sometimes when, until you're not facing the actual situation it's you know the, the, your way of thinking definitely changes and it's it's interesting th- that you say that because one of the other things that i was glad for um obviously a lot of people were were hurt financially because of the shutdown that occurred during covid yep. um you know the mandatory mask and things of that nature and you know social dis- distancing and all of that stuff but one of the things that really kept coming to my mind was the fact that let's say if we were open during the pandemic, they didn't shut down the bars for whatever reason. People coming in had a right to oh, wear a mask, mask and you couldn't see their faces. And you mm-hmm. sometimes I don't even recognize people when they come in with a mask today. <clears throat> um, and, and they're regulars. <laughs> and they're regulars. And so, and, you know, not to mention you haven't seen most of these people for a year and a half because we, that's how long these bars were shut down. Um, but I find myself doing body scans like that. I scan someone from top to bottom and, you know, I'm thankful that for example, in our bar, the owner, Dave, he stands at the door and he will f- fight and argue with people who try to come into the bar with book bags. You know, our bar is located two blocks away from the Yale, uh, Yale campus. And so a lot of students come out of class, you know, and they try to come into the bar with book bags. He won't let them in. And I'm thankful because, it means that he's doing everything he can to mitigate um, a situation like this. Uh, but, you know, it, it's hard choices that a lot of other small businesses and especially bars have had to make since. Not to mention, you know, when you think about a year later, I think uh, a year and a half later, I think um, Las Vegas happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Um, and up until Pulse, which was the largest mass shooting in U.S. history, then came Las Vegas and, you know, and then you start thinking about, you know, for example, Sandy Hook and the loss of all those beautiful, you know, young souls that we lost 26, you know, people in total at, at, um, at, in Sandy Hook. And then now, you know, you think about the shootings that are happening all over and in Uvalde, for example, again, two teachers, 21 people total, the rest of them students, you know, when you hear about children having to cover themselves in their friend's blood to play dead, to survive. We have a problem, right? Uh We did a series for 49 weeks, which we called angels and assholes. Um, You know, we, we honored each one of these 49 individuals that you see on your screen right now, um, week after week. And then we shamed senators who were completely against sensible gun control reform. Um, to stop people from being able to access the type of weapons that could cause these massacres in public venues. And, you know, we're close to having some sort of legislation that would in some way, shape or form allow us to to put roadblocks 
for people to be able to get access to these weapons. But it's no guarantee because, you know, it's it's all up in the air in the Senate. You know, legislation like this needs 60 votes. Yeah. And, you know, with that filibuster in place, there's no way that the Democrats can pull it off with just one side of the House. It did say that they came on an agreement. I got an update today that they did come on an agreement um, that it did have 10 Republicans on. So uh, I don't know the exact bill. I think it was more focusing on um, extensive, more extensive background checks for people under 21. Um, I, and I think more you money- have to be over, I think... Right now is eighteen as the law, right, and it, right. it's going up to twenty one. Right. So you can't purchase right. any any of those gotcha. weapons but if you're. Tw- I'm, I'm almost sure they they brought it up to twenty one. I know that that's what yeah. they were mentioning this, and then they were also focusing on more funding for schools for security and um, focusing on mental health. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all that's just something that came out today that says there's enough votes in the Senate to pass a bill. That uh, Chris Murphy was tremendous. You know he's. Um, monumental and and the effort to help end these this plague of gun violence that we've right. been dealing with for far too long. You know, and, and it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Chris Murphy because that wasn't his original platform. Right. You no, know, Chris Murphy didn't run uh, and win the Senate seat in Connecticut by running on gun control. What ended up happening was Sandy Hook, Hook happened, right. and his um, focus and his efforts changed and that changed his life. It changed his, his work and what he wanted to fight for in a way that uh, has been very meaningful to watch as he develops into this amazing individual who's really advocating for, for the life of our children and for people all over this country that unfortunately get murdered every day because of our lax gun laws. Even Lindsay, I think it was even Lindsay Graham. It was one of the 10. Stop. Republic. Yes, I was reading, and I think I dropped my phone <laughs> when I read his name. I think he was one of the 10. Um, of course, there's Susan Collins and um, Mitt Romney, um, but I'm pretty sure Lindsey Graham. Hmm. How about Lisa Murkowski? I didn't see her name. I only saw Susan Collins. Yeah, because I, I know that Alaska might... is really big on, on you know, they're, they're big hunters. You right, know, they, right. they live off the land. Uh... Right. But that doesn't mean that you wouldn't vote for something like this. It's right. the 10 ones that I think were... In the negotiation. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I mean, the, the gun reform laws, and I understand. I understand where they're coming from. It. So I see it from both sides, you know, as a gun, as a gun owner, the specific guns for, for specific jobs. Mm, right. If you hunt, then you have your hunting rifles. Right. Uh, you know, but if it's you're, a rifle. Yeah. Right? It's, it's it, like you, correct. You don't go and buy an AR-15 just for the hell of it. Just Exactly. So, I mean, and then you have people that are fanatics and then, you know, it's just like everything else. Right. You have a fanatic and I'll, I want to get as many guns as I can get right. that I'm allowed to get. And, and that's where you, you create some of these people that I have so many guns, I'm untouchable. Right. They get this, the you know, this complex. It's just, it's, it's difficult. I mean, I've, I've been a, a gun owner for years. Very little people know that I carry. Right. I've carried well, a lot of many occasions. Well, yeah. no. <laughs> well, at least yeah. four listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it, I don't go around announcing it. I have friends that also carry and, and are licensed. And, you know, the minute they buy a new gun, hey, check it out, you know? Right. They're quick. And I'm, I'm just not that way, you know? I've had, I had, <laughs> I think I was almost two and a half years before anybody knew I had anything right or that i carried anything so 
just is what it is. You know, it, it depends. I think it depends on the person a hundred percent where their mentality's at, you know, cause some people you, they get a handgun and they get this, you know, what we call this, uh, what is it? Starkey and Hutch, you know, <laughs> they think they're cops and robbers and it, it gets a little crazy sometimes. So right. you just gotta be, you know, aware. Well, I mean, it, it's it's not easy to to see all of this happen around us, and all we can do is just you know, as bystanders, because I'm not a gun owner, but I know that the only thing that I have that I can do is one, throw my money at people that are fighting that fight, mm-hmm. um, that are trying to get legislation passed, um, or attend a rally, or you know, be supportive. Um, but I will tell you watching a lot of the people talk, you know, uh, about their experience. You know, there's a lot of, I'm, I'm friends on Facebook and I mean friends loosely. I'm acquaintances with a lot of the survivors. I think about five or six of the survivors from pulse I'm friends with on Facebook and watching them talk about, um, or remember, or, you know, bring, you know, bring up something that they remember and something that triggers them and how they're living life today, six years later is just incredibly brave, you know, to put that out there, to talk about that so openly. Um, but also it, it breaks my heart because you see how something like that really changes someone forever. Yeah. Right. Um, it's amazing because, you know, there was a bartender, uh, again, an acquaintance of mine on Facebook, uh, where he posted the, post that he that he had posted on facebook that night you know he's like hey i'm off tonight but i'm gonna go to the bar and hang out who's coming out and you know and you see all the responses hey yeah i'll see you there man i I thought you were gonna be working tonight i thought i was gonna be able to get him for free and blah 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 and you know and everyone's all excited and happy and some of the people that commented on that post were no longer here that were his friends Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so hard. It's so hard to read something like that. Or for example, you know, the reemergence of the son that was having a conversation with his mom over text messages. I'm in the bathroom and I think he's in here now and I think I'm going to die and I love you. And you're literally like having a conversation with your mother via text messages, um, in real time. And then for the mother on the other end realizing the text message has stopped and how that must have felt. And it's hard. It's hard. But, you know, our job, we invested a lot of time in honoring them. We will continue to do so year after year. It is very important for us as, um, as a show. It is also important for us as a community to, we owe it to them to remember them you know those that all they wanted to do was just go dance um and that's how we're going to move forward you know and there are foundations um with you know the false name associated with it that are doing great things um and if you can and you've got a little extra don't you know support um you can do that and that's how we can help uh in whatever little capacity we can and so we're going to uh, take a break. We're going to need uh, to reset and uh, come back. We've got more news on, uh, you know, 
it's it hasn't been a good weekend to say the least but nonetheless uh we'll take a break and then we'll come back and uh we'll keep going so we'll be right back all right we are back from that break uh we reset we recharged did everything that we needed to do and now we're back uh with all you folks so thank you for tuning in and um we're going to get all the gun stuff and all the crazy stuff and all the, you know, white supremacy stuff out of the way so that we can talk about other things that are happening, um, especially in the local circuit um, of the gay bars. Yes. Remind me about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to put a picture on uh, the video for those who are watching on the live stream. Um, and I want you to look at these faces and I'm going to jump into this story these are the 31 individuals that they just recently caught in north idaho Mm -hmm. and uh these individuals are part of a group uh that group is called the patriot front they're a white supremacist group uh, whose members maintain that their ancestors conquered america and left it to them um basically conquered conquered, yes conquered uh, I don't these, even want to sh- people to be seeing their faces. Uh, what it's I like think, giving I think, them a platform. I think we should show them in the sense that so that we never forget that this is the look of a terrorist in the United States of America. They may not be Muslim. They may not be Latinos. They may not be black. 31 white men. And sorry, Chris, I mean that with a lot of love. You know, you're not a terrorist. I'm not a terrorist. <laughs> um, but, you know, these are the faces of these individuals. And these 31 individuals were arrested by the FBI and local uh, law enforcement in northern Idaho, um, all in a freaking U-Haul truck. Quite um, a few of those guys look like there's been a lot of inbreeding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. A lot. I don't, I don't give, I'm just stating the obvious. oh yeah no 100 percent. homeboy went from shoulders to a head he didn't even have a neck <laughs> let me stop so these 31 individuals were arrested on what is believed to be an attempt to disrupt a peaceful pride march in northern idaho i forgot the end in northern let me put that in there before i fuck it up uh because you know my spanish i re- I, I think in two languages and i speak in in five and neither so. <laughs> neither right yeah <laughs> that's so, that's the um, main issue of us latinos <laughs> So these 31 individuals were arrested, um, again, by the FBI and local law enforcement. Um, they were found in a U-Haul truck. Uh, so apparently maybe two of them were driving and Smart. the other 28 uh, or 29 were like, I got in the an back. idea. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Pass me a beer. <laughs> So here are the facts surrounding uh, what we uh, think uh, we know at this point. Uh, They they were all wearing similar clothing. Basically, it's, uh, you know, all khakis and blue shirts uh, with a specific identical insignia on all the shirts, indicating that they were part of this group, the Patriot uh, Patriot Front. Um, They all um, they found some smoke grenades uh, were found in in, in some of their possessions. They were equipped with shields, shin guards, uh, which. Not a bad idea. Have you ever hit yourself in the shin? Yeah, it's not it, fun. It's the most. Pa- have you ever fallen down a stairs <laughs> trying to like catch the- <laughs> and you hit yourself? Oh, you get the shin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can understand the shin guards, but um, they had riot gear. They also had papers uh, and uh, diagrams outlining strategies similar to those that law enforcement or military groups would put together for uh, specific events. And again, they were all found in the back of a U-Haul truck. Yeah, packed into a freaking U-Haul. Minus the two that had to drive or the one. 
one that drove drove, drove. And, and his co-pilot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it is believed at this point that their intention was to disrupt a peaceful pride march that was happening in northern Idaho. Uh, the uh, North Idaho Pride Alliance released a statement on Sunday saying that a, as a small community nonprofit, North, North Idaho Pride Alliance is taking uh, the much needed uh, day of rest after successfully organizing a momentous, joyful and safe pride in the park community celebrating under the most challenging of circumstances. The statement continued saying, quote, we are deeply grateful to law enforcement agencies who were able to present and professionally um, and professionally responded uh who were present and professionally responded throughout the day to keep our community safe. Um, so the intention again was to um, form some sort of a riot uh, in, in a sense. I mean, they were ready. I mean, when you look at the pictures yeah, that they had caused panic and, and yeah, Oh, of course. And you know, they, they had all of them uh, on their knees. Pause for reaction <laughs> um, with their hands tied behind their backs, which what with, with what I'm going to assume were zip ties. Because maybe they didn't have that many handcuffs. No, that's the new thing. Um, and um, zip, the zip ties are cheaper than handcuffs, and, and, they, and you can carry like five, a twenty-five pack in your yeah, back pocket. Right. right. <laughs> um, so then you know they they had them all like on this grassy area, and, and you can see that they all had masks on, and they you know the, the uniforms match. But it's scary. We're in the middle of Pride Month. And we're in the middle of pride celebrations that not only happen in June, but will continue to happen in July, August, and all the way through around the year, depending on where in the world you are. And so it just goes to show you that we have to have 20 eyes behind our heads at all times. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, honestly, there's really no, there's nothing we can do. I mean, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I just try going on living every day because you, you really never know. I mean... Right. I I can't stop thinking about the inbred. I can't. Yeah, that's really what I, that's all. I, I screwed it up for I, you. Yes, yeah, I mean, oh god, you could just see it. Right. It's, it's, yeah. If there was a poster right. child for that's fucked up. Yeah, that, exactly. That's, that's, fucked that's fucked up. Especially that one with the black hair and 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 the and the and the blonde beard. Do you see yeah, that? Yeah. He's like yeah, a third that, row down, yeah, no, see, fourth yeah. over. Yeah. Um. What the fuck? Why you see two different colors? Right. <laughs> like, like, are you sure like he they wasn't ran, ran out? Because, of, like mean, they ran out of hair. ink. <laughs> oh man, I can't, I can't. Yeah, and then the one in the bottom, um, in the bottom row, um, center, yeah. has better eyebrows than most drag queens I've ever seen. Yeah, that's. <laughs> he's got a, but his. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they they bulge out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> He's probably a first first year Klingon. <laughs> Let me stop. See, you guys got me started yeah, on right. jokes. But this is serious. It's serious. Yeah, and right, it, right, it, it is, is serious. It, it but just, you know what? Sometimes you gotta poke fun at the stupidity some people yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I'm so tired of feeling afraid for right. people all the so, time. Right. Did you see, did you ever see um, Tu Wong Fu? Can you get them yes. out of here? Oh, no, <laughs> so that's idea. Did you ever see Tu Wong Fu? Yes. 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 So look at Vita Boam all the way in the top right. <laughs> Stop. You see? 
<laughs> uh, get him out of here. Get him out of <laughs> get here. Him out of here. We're, get done. Out of here. We're done with you. <laughs> oh, that's but horrible. I'm, I'm glad that they got caught. I'm yep. glad right. that, you know, the, the authorities gave it the proper pr- procedure mm. for a change, which right. is great. Uh, most importantly, <laughs> the fact that it didn't affect the, the, the pride rally. Right. You know, because... These people, now you got to think about it. These people had a full day of events. Right. You know, hanging out, music with family, friends, loved ones. Boots and this and that. And Meanwhile, across town, there's some shit going down that was going to affect them. Right. Yeah. Well, we Nobody had, had a clue. Right. We recently had uh, two events. We had Pride in the Park in Norwalk, yep. which happened over this past weekend. Uh, yes. We had uh, uh, Middletown Pride that yep. happened the weekend before last. Mm. Yes. And so you start thinking to yourself, you know, you never know when this stuff is going to happen. So just be careful. You know, yes. if you're going out there... Um, I think I think everybody's vigilant. Everybody's yeah, vigilant. Everybody's yeah. aware. But just a right. reminder, you know, oh, right. carry yeah. some mace with you. You just never know, and know where your exits are. Yep. Know you know where you can dodge under, because shit can go down in a minute, and you just you have to be. We, I'm sorry, but we live in a state of perpetual like uh, vigilance now, and it's 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 very hyper active, right? Our, our senses and we're always looking over our shoulders because you just never know right and unfortunately this is the world that we live in i mean and i don't think much of change because i mean i think when our parents were young they were still playing that hide under a desk shit at school because of possible bombs coming down right so it's i think it's been a it's a normal way of life in a way in america i remember you know it's just changed from you know Outer or exterior terrorism to right, in, yeah, all, domestic. all domestic. Right. And, you know, speaking of that hiding under a desk, like I remember when, when the big one hit uh, Los Angeles earthquake and all of a sudden it's like everybody was having earthquake drills. Like even in New York City, I can't yeah. remember the last time we had an earthquake in, in the Northeast that was shooketh. Right. Yeah. Um, to the point where you would have to hide under something, but everybody in the nation was just panicking. Oh, we all have to like practice and, you know, show everyone how to get under a desk. Um, I want to go back <laughs> to the photo. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Come on. Because it's a segue. It's a segue. It's a segue. I promise you. Are we um, talking about what you asked me to remind you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, it's a segue. So <laughs> speaking of Vita Boheme on the top right, um, there is a drag queen. Okay. I can take the picture off now. Get there, him out of here. There is a drag queen uh, who um, at some point was a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. This contestant, I believe, uh, has been on several of her like... Um, what do you call those? Um, All stars. Oh, yeah. And uh, has been a very prominent figure in the drag community. Um, I would say that, you know, before what she did last night or Saturday, um, Saturday was yeah. well respected. I'm not sure if this is something that, you know, she has done in other venues, but nonetheless, it needs to be called out. We're going to talk about it. Oh, so I don't even know what's happening. So for all of you who are RuPaul, we're spilling, drag, we're spilling the tea. Yeah. We're spilling the tea here. Um, so for all of <laughs> you, RuPaul drag race fans, Raja, y'all remember Raja? I think she was in season two or three or one of those seasons. Well, Ms. Raja signed a contract with Trevi Lounge in Fairfield, Connecticut, and in partnership with one of our local um, promoters, Kyle. And the contract that they signed basically stated that she was to show up 
at Club Trevi Tre- mm-hmm. on Saturday uh, to do a performance. At the Pride in the Park, which is which one is- of the biggest days of it. In the bar and, and in the community. Right. It was part of the whole celebration of Pride. And this performer, yeah. 20 minutes before she was due to go on stage, decided to call and say that she was, well, her people, I'm sure, called. Yeah. She didn't call personally. Her management. Her management called. called and said that she would not be arriving and she would not be attending because she was not feeling it. <laughs> Boy, did that not go well with the community. So, um, mind you, they were charging $30 plus at the door. Um, and not um, via an app. Uh, via, uh, via the Eventbrite app. But also, yeah. I mean, if you go, went to the door, you had to pay. I believe um, I didn't pay. But they were but- charging money for people to come and see this this person and this person never shows up and now you know the organizer felt really bad and said you know i'm so sorry you you don't have control over what artists do or don't do and you know i could understand if she called and said hey listen i'm covid positive i can't be in a space full of people if i'm covid positive but you didn't show up because you weren't feeling it you weren't feeling what that's That's, kind of fucked uh, up that's that's kind of fucked yeah. up. <clears throat> I know I know Kyle and and I yeah. saw Kyle that evening and I was there when they made the announcement and I'm right. like what the fuck? But I, there was I, a lot of people there that were that were so excited to um, see. I mean, yeah. she's again, she's one of those drag queens that people love. Raja yeah. has always been a staple within, you know, the community uh, of drag race and to do that to do that to the community, yeah, no, nonetheless, on Pride, you know, on a Pride celebration, I thought it was fucked up. I mean, if you're hanging out with your friends on Pride and you have plans, then don't, no, I can't, I can't do it. You know, I'm right. I Be mean, that's the way I saw. That's it's the way I saw it. I think she was hanging out with friends and was having a good time and was like, eh, nah, I, I can, I'll pass on whatever the contract is. And right. So apparently, she can afford to pass work up, or she probably got a better offer. Somewhere else, and too, she yeah. said, "Screw them," you know. Either way, I mean, I think it would have been <clears throat> a little bit more professional doing it earlier, right? In, not early enough, before. not twenty minutes before you're expected to come on, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, that's no yeah, good. No good. I don't know. It's just, it's just, you know, a bad look on her. I'm sure she, you know. <coughs> I just sent Kyle a message. I'm like, hey, listen, we're discussing this whole Raja thing on air. I was like, you care to comment? Yeah. Call us? <laughs> call us. we'll see but yeah it was it was tough said, i know hey, what's up <laughs> he was he was so excited i i, I believe his parents um, right. showed up you know and you gotta remember sometimes you don't have family that can always show up to all the events you do right. right so for him it was a big night you know and then this happens and you're like you know i'm sure he felt he felt really disappointed yeah yeah um not just the fact that he wasn't a show, you know, he, for him, he feels, you know, I, I put out a flop, mm. you know, out of his control. Right. Even though people still hung out afterwards and had a great time. I mean, people danced and partied the rest of the night, but still you have that disappointment because unfortunately, right. you know, it's just, it was, it was just poorly done. Mm. That's just, just my Agreed. take on it. I mean, let's just say it was your favorite artist. How would you feel? Oh, I, I, Incredibly unprofessional. I would probably be pissed. Yeah, I'd be really pissed. <laughs> I'd be really mad. You know, and the thing is, like, so Eventbrite, which is uh, one of the apps or the services that you can use to sell tickets for any event that you're holding, doesn't do refunds. 
but Kyle was like, screw that. I will refund your money. Um, if you so choose to, because I know this is a big disappointment. I'm disappointed myself and I'm watching his comments on Facebook and I'm like, wow, this is fucked up, you know? And for someone as big as Raja to do that, you know, you don't do that. You just yeah, especially with a person that's doing events like this, you know, I mean, they're not, Kyle's not to the point where he's doing major galas for the state, but that could lead to that, right? you know? So just be supportive of, of, of the people that are, you're working with, you know, and just have that professional courtesy period. Right. You know, if, if you don't want to do the event, then call me and tell me, Hey, I don't want to do the event. Right. I don't Connecticut's beneath me, whatever the hell you want to say, but just give me the heads up. Right. I'll find someone else. Right. You know, but- and the thing is <laughs> that, you know, behavior like that from people who are in prominent spaces, regardless of what community you're in, that kind of behavior is what gets you blacklisted, you know? And is it, is it deserved if she now gets blacklisted for, for not, you know, following through contracts? I, I don't see why not. I'm sure, I'm sure in Connecticut, people that are familiar with Kyle and the events that he has put together will, will know about this. Right. Right. You know, it's not just Trevi lounge. I mean, you got to think about it, you know, very true. Very true. So, you know, so I was texting Kyle, of course, because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, again, do 20 things at one time. And, <laughs> and this is, you know, I said, you know, you care, want to comment, you want to call us, talk about it. Uh, he goes like, honestly, there's nothing that I can say at this point or really know. All I was told that was at 9.50 p.m. she won't be coming. We still have no real real reason and are still waiting for a, a, respond from, uh, a response from her management team. That's fucked up. That is crazy fucked up. So that's all we're going to say about that. And there was something else I wanted to mention. We're going to move on from, from Raja, but you know, <laughs> fucked up. Don't do that. That's not nice. People Bad. pay money to come see you. Bad drag queen. <laughs> 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 so, um, there was something else or was that it? I so think that you was said that. remind you of remind me to talk about Raja. Raj, right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's not going to comment any further than what he's already said. So no, we're good. But we talked about it. Yeah, I have to applaud him for that because he, <laughs> no, I mean, the way he, the way they did him, I'm sure he could have been like, oh, she's this, she's that. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, no, and, they and screwed I understand, up. They, you, know. you know, it's tough. It sucks, but exactly, exactly. All right, well, that means that we can um, move on along to our wrap up. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up and uh, bring them home. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. Of course, I'm going to toss it over to one of these queens. Um, Who wants to do Mama Kim's Minute? Jay, do you want to try it? Go for it. Well, we'll let Chris do it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, Chris, I'm going to toss it over to you. Here's Mama Kim's Minute. Do you want me to give you the the twinkle twinkles? I want. Yeah, the whole sound effect and everything. There we go. Olay, 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 see, all righty. This week's Mama Mama Kim's minute again, Mama. Thank you for these awesome gifts. They're really awesome. They Love are. Them. They are. Really we will cool. treasure them. So this week, Mama Kim's minute: a new lawsuit seeks to end Texas's investigation into families of trans kids. Um, the link will be posted. Gay radio host holds back tears as he installs pride bases with the support of his uh, father. This was at the Blue Jays 
uh, game up in Toronto, right? Yeah, Toronto Blue Jays. Um, and Tuesday's primaries marked significant wins for LGBTQ candidates. So, yeah, there's some... Uh, Good stuff there. You can find the links to the stories. Right. We'll post them on tonight's post. You can click on the Nick on the Nick's on the Nick's on the links and um, read those stories for yourselves. Um, you know, she sends us a lot of stuff um, and it's all good things. Some some of the content she sends us, we use for stories ourselves. Yes. So she's almost like our, our like unofficial like uh, like correspondent. She's reporter. like our, where is she? What state is she in again? She's Cali. in California. Cali. Oh. All right, so she's our West Coast correspondent. Yeah, Yeah. there we go. We need a right coast. We got to change the title to and now to our West Coast correspondent, Mama Mama Kim. Kim. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's that's our new title. (laughs) I'm telling you. All right. Well, now we're going to move on to on this day in gay history, and um, that's that's yours, baby. Oh. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Go for it. I like it. I didn't know what was happening. (laughs) He's like, whose phone is ringing and why? I was like, why is he not answering it? (laughs) That was good. Gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, that was good. All righty. So on this day in gay history, where? I don't know. It says, oh. It does. It says O. It says O. Where? Oh. 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 But. It really does. Yeah. It doesn't say where. So I'm I'm assuming this is in Romania? Um, Marriage of painter. No. Well, I'm just going by the names, you know. You know, no. Marriage of painter Romaine Brooks to John Ellingham Brooks. Brooks. She was bisexual and and he was gay. When? When? Today. Uh-huh. History and what year? Yeah. It doesn't say. Oh, nineteen oh three. Oh my god, I'm all oh, over. Oh man, you guys threw me off with that. Oh, and <laughs> screwed up the rest of the. Uh, <laughs> let, let's rewind that. <laughs> all right, start over. So on this day in gay history, the marriage of painter Romaine Brooks to John Ellingham Brooks, June thirteenth, nineteen oh three. Where was? Still remains a mystery, but yeah. we'll, we'll move on she's from got, that. She's got homework. Yeah. She was bisexual and he was gay. They were friends. While the marriage is likely one of the companionship rather than convenience, it lasts only one year. Wow. Sounds when like you know, of, you know. When you know, you know. <laughs> but the fact that they knew, you know, that one, she was bisexual yeah. and that he was gay. Um, it, it just goes to show you that there's a possibility that these were people that lived life even back in 1903 openly, mm-hmm. yes. right? And didn't care about what people thought. And it is possible that in some way, shape or form, these two individuals, you know, inspired someone to live life free of caring what the fuck other people think about you. So absolutely right on. Go ahead, Mrs. Brooks and, and Mr. Brooks. <laughs> okay. The Brooks. The Brooks. The Brooks's. Oh, I remember the Brook. The Brook yes. One of our other bars here in Connecticut used to be in Westport, got bulldozered. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had to. The yeah. roof caved in. Yeah, that thing was oof. man, did I have a lot of fun. You in know that what's bar. you know what's even scarier? That roof what? caved in like almost a month after they closed officially. <laughs> Jeez. A huge snowstorm hit and the roof was then. Yeah. Basically, that would have been a party night. Yep. The yeah. day it came. Yeah. 
Well, if and it was, it was one of the snowstorm, yeah. and it was one of the oldest bars. It was the second oldest gay bar in the in, in the, the in the U.S. The state, really, the, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But you know the the, city, the town of Westport didn't want it there, right? So, so you know that that Fairfield, exit Fairfield. eighteen connector yeah. uh, in Westport, where you get off exit eighteen, you can go either to the beach, which is called um, fuck. I live right next to it. I don't even know. <laughs> Something, something beach. Um, ocean beach? No. No, that's the other. Sherwood Island. Sherwood Island. Sherwood Island. So you can go, you can go left and go to Sherwood Island or go right and cross the connector to Route 1. And then there was a diner when you got to the end of there. And right next to the diner was the bar. No, there was a a dealer and then the The bar. bar. Oh man, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun in that bar. We did. I missed that. That was actually my, my first, one of my first gay bars. The Brook. Yeah, but the, the thing was that on that connector, you had police parked all the time. And as soon as you got out of that bar, they would clock you and start pulling people over, and they would do that on purpose. They didn't want the bar there. Yeah, they never did. So, and I, I remember the uh, thank, uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Oh, you couldn't walk in that you place. Could, you literally could. I went once, and I didn't want to go back. Right, like literally, I had to walk past a, a guy with no shirt on and. You ever seen the movies when the comedy movies when you hit somebody's face against their chest and now you feel is the sweat? Yeah, (laughs) it was like like he was wringing a wet. Uh, (laughs) It's like you go like, oh yeah, it was. (laughs) And I was like, nope, I'll go outside, bring me a drink. Oh. But it was it was bad. It was tight. It was, it was tight. But the good thing was but, is that you are literally a hop, skip, and a jump away from going to like, for example, over the board into New York. Yeah. So we used to go to Club Four Hundred Two or Three Hundred Two or something like that in White Plains. Yeah. Uh, that or was, just go into the city. I mean, that's what we did. And then we had to drive all the way like oh. an hour and a half <laughs> after you know a night of binge drinking. It was bad. Late was night bad. tacos in the city. You uh-huh. know how many times? Yeah. Stopping by Nathan's, getting a hot dog. Yeah. Oh my God. It was, it was life. A race papayas. Getting your car towed when you were like just trying <laughs> to fucking eat at the fucking diner in New York City. Because you didn't read the goddamn sign. You can't park at seven o'clock. You got to move your car. And if you don't, yeah. boom, you come back. You're like, you come oh, back, no car. Yeah. And it's not like you don't pay like 70 bucks like you do in New Haven. It's like $275. And you got to go all the way to the west side. Yeah. On the west side. So you got to truck it like 20, 30 blocks. Oh, it's bad. It's It's bad. And, you know, depending on where in New York you are, you may not have easily accessible transportation at that time. It's bad. bad. (laughs) But anyway, ladies and gents, before we get carried away, (laughs) if you love the show, make sure that you go uh, subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcasting service. By doing so, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our listeners, to support the show with a monetary donation, which we collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Now moving on to um, Jay. Thank you to our to our guest Chris for showing up today. I <laughs> did. It was so nice to be with you boys and no. to steal Trisha's seat. <laughs> All right. So being that you're in Trisha's seat, um, oh you're going to do this part. So uh, and now here's Chris with a weekly reminder for all you bottoms out there who want to keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about Future Method. Chris, take it away. Go and get the Future Method today. 
Each time, each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury or STDs. The first of its kind, doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. That's right. And it's not only a bum cleanser anymore. There's a whole line of products that you can use uh, to get abused. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I'll you let gotta take you, care of it before you get erect. I'll let you handle this next one. <laughs> and our show is available on our website, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you put something on it? Yeah. I forgot to put a rubber on. Come it. on. I know we Chris, just douched, I know. but <laughs> we gotta be safe. <laughs> we gotta be safe. Sorry. Let me back it up. Unintended. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh boy. Our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. All right. And uh, Chris announces. Yes. All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, all right, I can't mess these up. And I can't even say Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0, Twitter, at Gay Talk 20, or you can email us at Gay Talk 2.0 at GayTalk20.com. Tom, take it away. All right. And if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website, click on the Contact Us tab. Uh, there you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us a voice message with any questions you may have. That phone number is 334 Gay 429. No, 334 Gay Talk. <sighs> Killing it. Yeah. Killing it. I thought I was. All right. Um, three, three, four, gay talk. And if you need all those digits, it is three, three, four, four, two, nine, eight, two, five, five. Don't forget that we do stream live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can access that live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. With that, ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you. And y'all have a good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.